When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Janice Dean Podcast. Today's guest needs no introduction because you know and love him just like we all do here at Fox. I remember when he first started here and how excited we were because we already knew his work in television. He was coming over from across the street from another big cable news channel. And when he came to Fox, he was one of the kindest and happiest people with such a great attitude. And I have to thank his co-host and friend, Dana Perino, for encouraging him to come into the podcast studio to tell me a little bit more about himself and his amazing career. I'm so happy to have him here on the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Bill Hemmer. Bill Hemmer, Mm. you made the dean's list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I get to say that. What what does that, where does that put me now? I mean, it's a really big honor. Well, I am honored to be here. I'm kidding. Really? No, I mean, you pa- we passed each other in the hall the we other day. We always do. No, every, well, every morning uh-huh. I see you. Let's set this up. So okay. I get up here very early, 4 a.m., I think. Uh, it's like a fog during that time. But then when I first when I do my first Fox and Friends hit uh, around 6.45, then I start to be like, okay, I'm, I'm up. Mm-hmm. But I see you around 6.30 almost every morning when you come si- in. 6.18, I think. Okay, so... Around that time with your coffee, you've got your coffee uh-huh. all the time, yes. and you say, hey, killer, go get him. <laughs> and honestly, it's, I don't know, I I have a soft spot for you because, oh, well, you know, we've sweet. known each other a long time. Long time. And I have to say, when you first came into this building, it was like, oh, it's Bill Hammer. Mm. Because you were on the other side of the street. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you were a big celebrity, I mean, the, in the cable news world. And so when you came here, people were like, oh, I wonder what he's like. I wonder if he's like nice and real, real person. But I think a lot of people that come to Fox, the prerequisite is you kind of have to be a nice person yeah. to work here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like you can have a, yeah. a, a ego here kind of doesn't fit through the door. Right. Maybe there's a, I don't know. We can, mm. There's a few maybe in the past. That- <laughs> That's funny. Who will go nameless? <laughs> um, I get that question a lot. Mm-hmm. And here is how I would answer it. Okay. Because I think I've been pretty consistent in how I see a distinction between the secret sauce yep. and what everybody else is trying to do. Right. And I, celebrity small C, by the way, you are a capital C uh, in my book, JD. Here's your $20. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Buy coffee. And um, what I noticed is that the desire here was to make sure that a person of your personality mm-hmm. was able to express that. Hmm. in a natural way on television, right. which, by the way, for viewers, is it's, that's not an easy thing to do. Right. Like, how can you be yourself 
on television. Mm. You got the microphone, you got the lights, you got the TV. Well, how can you do it? And just last week, in fact, someone stopped me on the street. We were talking, blah, 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 blah. Take the selfie, boom, blah. She says, I like you guys because you're still real. Mm. And I said, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that because I, I, I think it's close to the truth. Yeah. It is. And that, that, that's my perception of what this operation is all about and what I would call the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Why did you come over here? Mm. <clears throat> well, you guys were kicking our butts for one reason. All right. <laughs> okay. well, but I had a great, listen, I had a great 10 years at CNN. Mm-hmm. It was a phenomenal time in my life. I'm young. You know, I'm you're still fr- young. Kind of. I was the first one to the airport. I mean, I always had my hand up in the air and I got to see Janice history change mm. in front of my eyes for the lives of millions and millions of people. And those experiences I cherish forever. I had a really, really solid run there. Uh, they asked me to move to Washington. Um, I started looking around. I had an offer down the street. Um, I didn't think that network was necessarily in the right position at the time for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought this place was. And I, listen, you guys, you, you were like the New York Yankees. I mean, your lineup was set. And it was really hard to break in. And the audience was so significant. And I don't think a lot of listeners really understand that aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. Because our, our viewers, yes, we say this repeatedly on the air, you're loyal, but you're also huge in numbers. And I, I don't think that story is told enough, mm-hmm. um, but I'm telling it now, okay? <laughs> I like that. Okay. And every person that's worked with you on set, from our friend Megan Kelly to Martha McCallum to Dana Perino, have always said that you are not only a gentleman, but somebody that allows them to shine. Mm. And that's very, you know, that's that's not uh, common. You know, if you look back in history of male-female hosts, uh, a lot of times eh, there's some competition Mm. or I don't know, but it's been consistent with you that you want to make the other person look good. Mm. You know, and that's thank you. Everyone tells Listen, me that that that's that's the highest compliment. Mm. Thank you. It's true. As my mom would say, Billy, just say thank you. So I'm telling <laughs> okay. you right now, thank you. Well, I think it has a lot to do with how you're raised, actually. Yeah. Okay. I, I buy that. Mm-hmm. I came from a big. I come from a big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a middle child, so I, I'm afflicted with that syndrome. <laughs> you know, I had to always make sure that my older sister and brother were okay, and my two younger sisters are okay, and that everybody's happy, and mom and dad aren't fighting. <laughs> and I was I, I was born with that aspect of the DNA gene. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were about to ask me. Uh, you know, Bill, you worked with Megan and Martha and Shannon and Sandra and I Dana. I forgot Shannon. So, oh, my gosh. So, Billy, why don't you tell us who's your favorite? Oh, no. I know that's like picking a child. No. I, and, by the way, I will, ne- I will never do that. Of course. And they're all amazing women who are wonderful and just salt of the earth people. You know, all of Big those time. women. Not, that not you... just that, but I mean, they're accomplished in their own lives. Mm-hmm. They're significant people and they've got big brains and and big intellect right up and down the line. And there's a reason why they have done well. Mm. It ain't because of me. It's because they're putting in the work to get better, to go to the next step or the next position or the next job. And I, I compliment them for making that happen. And, you know, 
it's hard too because we're in this business as well where you know men can say a few things that will you know sort of get under our skin mm-hmm. okay but <laughs> you Such a- honestly that there is this part of you that is just very um you're a gentleman you're a gentleman thank you and that's really like well, that should be commended well thank you yeah that's, that's kind it's kind of, it's a lot to As, live up to though. Listen, I mean, you're cranking up the pressure on me now. <laughs> well, I am. You deserve all of the praise you, because it's it's been consistent. It you, hasn't been just this one person okay, said this. Okay, so here's my motto, okay? okay and good. I know we're on radio um, or we're on a podcast or we're on your iPhone. Whatever it is, it's audio, it's not video. But what I'm doing right now is I'm motioning out between the two of us and saying what, what, what I've always believed and what I've said to my partners often is none of this works out here unless this works mm. and if this works you and me yeah then we're, we're, we're gonna good make, we're gonna make it we're good we're good and your life's gonna be better uh you're gonna be happier when you come to work and you're gonna have fewer pressures in your professional life and i, I think if you abide by that i think it's a pretty good commandment yeah right yeah did you ever work with someone that you didn't oh, come get along. On, come with. on now. Come on. You don't have to name right, names. Yeah, okay. I just you're a got nice it. guy. I got it. Here, here's what happens when you don't get along. Okay. And I it's not I don't think even getting along is the phrase I would use for mm-hmm. this. I think what happens in our business a lot of the times is that you know look, we're scared for our own jobs. It's yeah. our livelihood and we don't want to get cut. Mm-hmm. If we get cut, we either have to go look for another job or gotta go look for a different profession. And you know, we want a paycheck. Um I really enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, Janice, my father sold mattresses and he'd get in his car at eight five in the morning and off he'd drive into the cold Southwestern morning of Ohio. Right. And he'd come back at six o'clock at night. All seven of us would sit down and have dinner. And that, that honestly, that was our lives every single day. And I said, pops, man, you're getting up every day and you're getting in that car and you're going out. I said, boy, I said, I better find something to do in my life that I really enjoy because I don't want to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a huge challenge in finding what that is for you as a person. Mm -hmm. And if you do find what that is, and if you're able to challenge your brain along the way, Mm -hmm. you will stay interested in the occupation. And if you're interested, you'll keep coming back Mm -hmm. and you'll keep coming back in a way where you want to continue to go forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I guess if if you think that way, you're, you're going to be successful no matter what you choose to do. The breakdown happens when you get concerned for your own self security. Mm. Copy me on that. Yep. So when you start becoming insecure about the job you're doing or the interview you're handling or whether or not management's allowing you to do the A, B, or C, and you know, you're interested in A, B, C, and D, um, if you don't see that opportunity, you start, you start to... Question yourself. Well, that and as a co I'm speaking as a co-anchor now, you want to make sure that your territory is protected. Mm. And if you have the assurance that it is, then all that other worrying stuff goes away. And many minutes ago, you said some of that has to do with the way you're, you're brought up. And I, I agree with that. 
Um, but the business is inherently insecure. Mm. I was playing golf about a month ago, and this guy says, hey, you watch that morning show? I said, you want an Apple TV? He said, yeah, that one. <laughs> I said, yeah. I started watching it when it first came out, and I watched the first episode. It reminded me too much of work. Yeah. He said, it did? I said, absolutely. Yeah. I said, but I went back to watching it recently, and I got to episode five or six, and it still reminds me of work. He said, let me ask you something. I've never seen a group of so many insecure people in my life. Huh. No matter the industry, is it really that way? And I said, well, it can be. Yeah. And I think there's some truth to that. Mm. You're right. Did you always know you were going to do something like this? Um, I wasn't going to sell mattresses, Pops. <laughs> but did your dad enjoy that? Was there something about she, listen, that or was he, he putting food on the table? He raised five kids and took care of my mom. Mm. And it's that's, very noble. that's what the mission was all about. Yeah. Um, and he was really good at it, too. Mm. I bet you people uh, liked him too. Big, a big guy, so likable. Gave mm-hmm. everybody a hard time every time he walked into every, any store that he went to all over <laughs> Ohio and Indiana. And uh, yeah, he left an impression on everybody too. Uh, I think they enjoyed him. He's a really smart guy. Um, knows his numbers in a way that you just, you don't find in people. Um, but they, I, you know, I, I come from that. I'm proud of that. And maybe I can take a little bit of that attitude and share it with people like mm. you. When you were younger, what did you think mm. you were going to be? A baseball player? You know, um, Cincinnati I, Bengals yes, player? Uh, <laughs> that dream died early. <laughs> In high school, a buddy of mine, Doug Lutz, and I, uh, we started this uh, DJ program. where we, we, we had a great high school. It's called Cincinnati Elder. Uh, a thousand kids, all boys, Catholic. And we took a lot of pride in who... We were as students of that school and we had a tower and the third story tower had an attic and it wasn't used for anything. And Doug and I said, Hey man, w- w- what do you think about us playing records in the morning before awesome. music, before school starts? Right, this is right up your alley. So now. good. So they said, yes. <laughs> I was like, you guys are nuts. So we went home, we got all of our, our bad rock and roll records and we came in and we did this every morning for about three weeks. Like and they, what? And they, like, Give me an example I mean, of a bad, bad, bad Molly Hatchet. Uh, <laughs> I remember that like yesterday, just bad music. And so they cut it off after three weeks. We say, hey, at least we tried, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it was fun. And I, they put so much pressure on you as a young man yes. to go ahead and declare a career, mm-hmm. which I think is important because I believe, Janice, that if you pick a path, any path, if you pick a path, you'll have an advantage over your peers because at least you are going in a direction. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So the direction that that attic mm-hmm. in the Tower of Elder High School gave to me was, hey, man, you might want to be a disc jockey. Yeah. So I declared broadcast journalism at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, and that was the path I chose. It quickly changed, but at least I had a path. Right. Did you enjoy school? Um, <clears throat> be honest. I quit. I was in Did journalism you? school, and I quit three months in mm-hmm. because it was Carleton University in Ottawa, prestigious program. I heard that I wasn't going to get on the radio or on a microphone or go out in the field until fourth year. Yeah. And that yeah. really bothered me. Yeah. And listen, no, I mean, that's a great school. And the people that went down that road, they're doing what they love today, hopefully. But for me, I was I was impatient. Mm-hmm. So then I took a year off and then I went to radio television broadcasting school, which was a college program. And the great part of that was it was 
taught by people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my you, way You in. made the right decision. Yeah. Uh, two things I would say to that. I think in our business, uh, too many people choose the majors that we're talking about. And you learn very little in college. Mm. And there's very little return on your investment. You really ha- you, you have to get the internship. You yes. have to get the practical job. Yes. The practical application, I would say. Mm-hmm. That you're not going to get in school. Now, there are some colleges who are great at this. Yeah. Um, I, I helped start um, a network at my high school. It's called the Elder News Network. Still there? Yeah, it just started. And they've got oh. a full-on TV studio, and they send guys out That's with cameras, fantastic. and they record all stuff. And what, what they do is they, they put that on social media, and they, they shoot all that out. Um, and I think the great value in that is they think they're reaching the students at the school, but they're actually reaching the alums. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who are all over the world and, and give them great memories of a time that they had mm-hmm. in high school. And then they write bigger checks. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. Yeah. The thing that changed my college um, experience was going to college in the tiny European country of Luxembourg. Mm. So Miami had a branch campus in Luxembourg. It was the only school in the entire country. Uh, We're talking 999 square miles in Luxembourg. And when you're 19 years old and you've got a passport and you've got a train station a mile down the street, you're you're hopping on a train every Friday afternoon and you're going to a place where you've never been before. I just blew my mind in terms of imagination. Like, Billy, if this is here, what else is out there? And Mm -hmm. so I made that a bit of my quest to make sure that I got out to to see the world. And Mm -hmm. I did that a couple years later. Mm -hmm. Do you miss that? I... Yes. And when you're young, Janice, your inhibitions are so low that you'll be willing to sleep on the floor yes. consistently. Right. You will spend $5 a day and not have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, I think my, um, my demands have changed. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Do you like the news? Mm. I love, not like, I love to learn something new every day. Okay. And you have to learn something new every day. I mean, there, you know, there are the stories that you cover all of the time, but there is that breaking news aspect of it, which you are very good at. Some people are not. Uh, but I think you kind of thrive on that a little bit. Mm, Tell me about what was I, it? So I didn't know this was going to be all about me. Well, it's, I mean, you made the dean's list. <laughs> okay. But what is that story about the refresh button? Oh, um, when I started here, it was during Katrina. Yeah. And um, Kim Rosenberg was my producer. And she's in your ear and she's going, Hammer, get to the Fox Urgent Queue. Well, so, yeah, you know where the Fox Urgent Queue <laughs> yes. is, but I did it. Right. I mean, I just came off the sidewalk. And um, I, I, I've got my hands up in the air. She says, hit refresh, hit refresh. I'm like, where's refresh? She said, F5. <laughs> so, so your audience understands what we do throughout New York and Washington, all of our bureaus around the world, is that if you're a producer or reporter and you get new information, you put that in the Fox Urgent queue. Mm-hmm. Well, that's constantly updated on an ongoing news story all the time. Right. Katrina was a big breaking news story. Mm-hmm. And there was new information in there that I... 
I could not find. But Janice, I have never forgotten F5. <laughs> what are some of the stories that kind of stick out in your mind uh, that you've covered over the years that, you know, when you when you think of your career, those were sort of the the aha moments like, oh, my gosh, this is this is a moment right wow. here. Um, um, 9-11 without question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's indelible for all of us. Where were you? I was in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. We took a plane up to Teterboro on that Friday and spent two months here and then went to Afghanistan. Um, you know, I tell you what, Janice, you know, the election recount of 2000 was something that, that. Yeah. Brian Kilmeade told me that too. Oh, is that the what chats, yeah, Right. It just required so much time and attention to understand what the law is yeah. or what, what the possible options are for the next five or 10 steps. Mm-hmm. And that occupied me a lot. Mm. Uh, out of Tallahassee, 37 days, never left. First one in, last one out. Oh my gosh. Done. So I, I would say that that's pretty remarkable. And there was um, a hurricane. Sorry, Janice. There was an earthquake mm-hmm. in Haiti. Yeah. I believe it was 2010. Mm-hmm. And I th- think that had a profound impact on me because you fly into this country, they've got nothing. And now they've been hit with one of the worst things you'll ever see um, by way of Mother Nature. And now they've got even less. And I'm, you want to talk about breaking your heart. I mean, that was a very easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it changed me a little bit emotionally. Because we, you know, the reason why you're able to go s- cover these stories and talk to your audience is because you're keeping your your emotions away from your body. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, so your head can think. Right. And if your head can think, you can go ahead and do your job. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what I've learned anyway. But that, that was one where it, it broke through the walls that I have put up to keep mm. the emotions away from me. Well, that's interesting. And it takes a lot to, you know, admit that you have those walls up. I think most of us do. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Mm. I've learned a lot of that, actually, by mentoring some some of our own colleagues, younger people who are in those stories now. And living it every day and wondering, right. you know, how do you manage this? How do you handle it? Uh, what should I expect? I think those are all great and I think also very fair questions. What do you say? Um, balance is critical, but I, I think balance is it's easier to say than it is to do. Okay. I talk about it all the time. I'm not saying I do it. Um, I wish I did. I mm. uh, wish I was better at it. But I think for younger people, they have to understand that it's okay not to go to every story. Mm. It's okay. You know, your, your reputation is solid. We know who you are as a person. We know the job you can do. If you've got something else going on, it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be, it's a 24 seven industry, but you don't have to live your life 24 seven. There's always going to be that that next. that, That would be the advice I would give to the younger men or women who, um, who work with us. Yeah. Mm hmm. What do you think about politics today? Mm, it's a nasty brew, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, it's a bit disheartening, to be honest. Yeah, I've never worked in Washington. Part of the reason why is because I don't understand it. Oh. Okay. Like, so, tell me why. Well, um, I, I don't get all the, you know, the, the, the way legis... Britt Hume told me 10 years ago, uh, at least, he said, Bill... How was that? That's pretty good. It's pretty good, actually. Bill... <laughs> 
He's on the phone. Bill. I see him, too. I uh, see him in my face. He said, you want to understand how America works? You watch how they move legislation through Congress. Oh, man. And he said, that's the only way you're going to understand it. And I've always remembered that, but I've never done it. Right. And it might be fascinating to learn. It seems complicated. Yes. (laughs) And you look at the people who are in power that are still there to this day, you know, 20, 30, 40. That's why I think it's almost a bit disheartening because I want people to get into politics for the right reasons. Like something happened to them in their life that they're like, I want to make a change in this. And I feel there are too many people in it because of their name or because they've been in it for so long that Mm -hmm. they've lost that. I want to represent the people who does that. I I think, um, May I choose to disagree? Yes. I think in the beginning, by and large, the majority of those seeking office believe that that is their personal priority. Okay. Um, Does that change? I guess it does for some. I I know what you mean about being in office 20, 30 years. I get it. But for a lot of them, that becomes their career and it also becomes their identity. Mm. And they don't want to lose it. And as we saw in these primary races this past uh, summer... When they redraw the lines and your district is gone and yet you still, you want that job. And so you go district hopping and you take on people within your own party. Mm. And um, I mean, that's really like, that. that's Jurassic Park stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> when the T-Rex is going after the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the beginning, I, I think the intention is there. Okay. Make the, make the country better. Yeah. Um, your... Former Prime Minister. Yes. Brian Mulroney? Brian Mulroney, yes. I think this was maybe 15 years ago. Okay. Um, We were sitting and we were talking. And I remember the exact place we were, the exact time. And he was telling me how he had to divest from a lot of the businesses he had in Western Canada. Okay. Um, Where was this, by the way, that you were talking uh, to Brian Mulroney? uh, It was in... Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. And uh, I, he said, no, I had to do this. And I, I said, why'd you do that? He said, well, I had to do it based on law so I could run for office. I said, but why would you give all of that up? You've got a family, you've got a wife, and you're just throwing that to the wind to take a whim on running and uh, winning an election. And he, and, and I said, I said, these candidates out in Iowa, I remember maybe it was 2004, 2005, I said, John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, these people live four seasons lives. Mm. Meaning they have four season quality, yeah. Ritz Carlton quality, mm-hmm. and they're out there day after day and week after week. He said, "I did the same thing," and I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because I felt that this was my moment to leave my mark on history." Oh wow! I said, "Wow, you really believe that?" He said, "I was convinced of it, and that was my window of opportunity. And if I didn't make a move then, I would never have that again." And he pretty much left his mark. If it wasn't for Brian Mulroney, I wouldn't be sitting here. Really? Yep, because during the free trade agreement with President Clinton, uh, there was an article in the newspaper that my mom read because my dad is American. He's no longer with us, but Mm. he was American. He met my mom in Canada, went to Canada, got married, and gave up his U.S. citizenship. But when the free trade agreement happened, he was able to get back his U.S. citizenship and in turn give me dual citizenship. Whoa. He did that for you. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So he did. That is a gentleman. 
Yes. I've never met him, but I've always been, you know, even as a kid, because my my father was very interested in, in politics. So, I mean, one of the first things we did was, you know, go into Parliament Hill and see uh, mm-hmm. in session, you Parliament know, Hell. it was pretty cool. <laughs> I wanted to be a page. It was mm-hmm. to me, it was very exciting. Um, but I digress because I like what I'm doing today. Um, do you think that you would ever get into politics? That ain't happening. No. <laughs> A lot of broadcasters are getting into it. I know they are. Carrie Lake in Arizona is one of them. There's a few others on our list that we're watching for the big board. Yeah. Um, oh, we have to come, talk about that. Uh, too. Come November, we'll we'll get around to that. Yeah. Um, do you th- I, what do you think I of see, that? I see why it happens. Yeah. I see how it happens. You need to express yourself in a modern age, and if you have the ability, if you have the training um, that people like you have. Right to communicate to your big audience yeah. uh, through the monitor, I, I think in a lot of ways you you have a leg up. Right. I mean, look at right. Ronald Reagan. Right. He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like on election night when you're at the big board? You know, um, what's it? That's a broad question. I'll try and. Is it still exciting? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and the reason it is is because we put so much time into getting ready for that night. That's a good point. I mean, we're, we're drilling now. trying yeah, to, to really. Learn. Well, this year is extra complicated because I know it's a midterm, but a lot of these districts have been redrawn and because you know, we're coming out of the census of 2020. And so the lines have shifted and sometimes they shift favorably for Democrats and sometimes they shift favorably for Republicans, but not, they're not the same old lines and districts we're used to. So you got to learn that. Um, here, the exciting part about election night is this, Janice, and you deal with graphics and weather, okay? <laughs> so we deal with graphics at the billboard, and we're dealing with these graphics for months at a time, but when the polls close, the graphics start changing colors. Yeah. And things start to fill in, and then we get some action, some data, some information, which drives our business anyway. Yeah. Um, and off you go. Um, I guess that, that for me, that's the exciting time when you're off script. Uh, yes. And when the map starts to change, mm. are the midterms going to be exciting? Do you get that? You yeah. understand what I'm saying about of that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're no longer gray. I mean, they start to fill in with their red and their blue and sometimes right. they're yellow, but it's very hard to, um, tell the audience what is going on. Cause it is so complicated, but you do a good job. Try. I think, um, if you can tell a story, yeah, you're better off because most of your audience hasn't hasn't followed the 435 house races. But if you can tell a story about who lives there and how they vote, how they have voted, yeah, maybe what the issues are for them going forward. That's I, I think you bring people along that way. Mm-hmm. You but you asked me a question in there. You said, you think it's going to be exciting the midterms? I, I think it will be for sure. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I have no predictions for you. So do you believe in polls? Uh, <laughs> just this morning, I said to Dana Perino. Dana said, "By the way, I did Janice's podcast. Yes, did you hear her? No, At did Dana she say Show, it on TV? She goes, I sat down with Janice Dean, and she's so great at what she does. And I said, I'm about to meet with her in 30 minutes. She said, You're gonna love it. She's really great at it. So you got props. From well, it's her. because I love both of you. Thank you. That's what makes it easy. Thank you. Sweet on polls. I Janice, I, I don't pay, pay attention to polls at your own risk. Yeah. 
It's like hurricane season, right? You know when they come out with, it's going to be active, Uh there's going to be six hurricanes, (laughs) three of which are going to be major hurricanes. You pay attention. The reason is, for that reason, is to pay attention, here comes hurricane season. It isn't because we think it's going Mm -hmm. to happen, because we can be humbled by that. Look at what's happening in the Atlantic Basin. Like, nothing right now. So it's almost like, here's what's happening, folks. Here's why we need to pay attention. So hurricane season runs from June 1 to, is it October 1 or November, November 30th? No, November 30th. Yes. Gotcha. So we got some time. Yes. And it just takes one storm to make it a bad year. Yeah, that's right. One. That's like right. Andrew. Yeah, correct. Yeah, very true. Do and you, you like go, doing weather. Do you ever go back and think, <laughs> you know, you predicted 15 and we got one and a half. Yeah. No. I just say, you know, it's not an exact science. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. But listen... I had Brian Norcross in here a couple weeks ago. He's our hurricane specialist for Fox Weather, which, by the way, is awesome. Uh, and and he said, listen, weather is humbling. The science, yes, is getting better. Three-day forecast getting better. But five days out, it is a coin toss. <laughs> and that's what, I mean, listen, that's what, you, with hurricanes, at least you have some lead-up time. Mm-hmm. And you can see where the path is potentially going. Yeah, that's but true. But that can change. That's true. Right? On Monday, I have friends of mine who say, hey, they're calling for rain on Saturday. I said, would you yeah. would you stop don't right even, now? Don't even look at it. Now, I love the Fox weather app, but I like to say don't believe the app. Right? Because it can change, but I think you're right. I, I think some people think you're good 72 hours out. I think it's more confident 48 hours yes. out. What would you say? I mean, I think two to three days we're getting better, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, that can change on a dime too because a, you know, a 30% probability doesn't mean, you know, in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a wider yeah. perception yes. when you're looking at a weather map. Uh, but it, listen, there have been many times where I've said a foot of snow, and we wake up and my kids are like, "What? What? <laughs> There's nothing, Mom. There's nothing on the you, ground." You, but you said, "I know you said," and that's when I'm like, "Well, someone else got a foot of snow, not us." They say, "Mom, you get paid for this, though." But you like covering weather stories. I do quite a bit, actually. I like the hurricanes. I like to study the way the weather moves. You're good. I'm average. No, but I appreciate that because there's somebody that can just read a script, but you you get into it. You want to know what's behind the forecast. I'd agree with that. Thank you for that. You're being very gracious to me today. (laughs) I'm most appreciative. The next time you're on, I'll be a little bit tougher. Uh, Do that, okay. But I'm kind of a nerd like you when it comes up. When when the big storms start to develop, I'm paying attention to the upper right-hand quadrant. Yes, the upper right. That's exactly (laughs) it. That's the one that comes ashore and can, you know, damage, do a lot of destruction. We'll be back with more sunshine right after this. What's your favorite food? Like if you were to, you know, pick a restaurant or a food that you would love to sit down. So I've got a little house out in Long Island and there's a little country market down the street. It's called Cromer's and they sell the best ribeyes you can ever Get in your now, life. Now, do you make the ribeye? Hell yeah. You heck, do. Heck yes. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, um, hell yeah. Um, I like to grill. You do? Uh, yes. I, I'm a big griller, um, and I actually think I'm pretty good at it. I'm sure you but, are. But you got to get the right ingredients, and once you do, and once well, you get the good food... Um, that 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 is one of my favorites. Is it little seasoning or is there a uh, secret sauce? I do olive oil, salt, and pepper as a marinade. Ah. Um, and then I cook very slowly. Okay. Okay. Like, like do you use a minutes. meat thermometer? No, absolutely. I know. My Never. husband is like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah you, Sean's got the right idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you go to the little market, uh, you, you have people come up and say, hey, Bill. A little bit. A lot of Fox fans. Okay, that's yeah, good. I mean, you, you get it, too. Mm, I don't know about that. See, I wear a lot of heavy hair and makeup, and I think when I've got my hair back and I don't have any makeup on, it's like it's like my secret. Uh, invisible. Well, <laughs> I find that if I find when I think I'm least identifiable, someone goes, hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, ah, how'd you know that? Yeah. You're not supposed to know that here. Right. Um, Generally, people are gracious. No, no question about mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, they don't say hello at all. Ah, uh, that's good. They just keep on walking. Um, I bet you get it more than you're describing. Mm, I don't know. It depends. I mean, my neighborhood, yes, uh, because we've lived there for so long. And it's, you know, I went to a, a block party last weekend uh, in the neighborhood and I laughed because it's all, you know, all these people. And I saw someone kind of look over and, and I was like, oh, do you think? Maybe they recognize me, and Sean's like, maybe, but they won't. They won't mm. say anything. You know, it's just, it's just kind of yeah. that town, you know. But um, I, I listen. I'm always going to stop and take a selfie. I think it's really important. No you know? doubt. There's, there's times where you are rushing. You got to do that kind of sure, thing. For sure, got to do it. But Janice, if they didn't say hello, something would be wrong because then you figure out no one's watching. Right, and everybody yeah. is is very kind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What type of music do you like to listen mm, to me yeah <laughs> last week i went to the harry styles concert <gasps> i'm so jealous i and love him yeah my, was it great some of my nieces don't know that yet so maybe i should my gosh that's amazing not. well i don't everybody talks about him i was like what's so good about this so i'm gonna go i went with three uh, three friends okay janice i've never been to an event at madison square garden where there were no men in the restroom Zero. I love and the fact that you I, went. Now I know what the Beatles felt like because these these ladies would just <laughs> they'd scream forever. Uh, he's a great performer. Okay. Um, Was he? I did think, he sing well? I think he's a good singer. Okay. I think he's a good dancer. I think he's athletic. I think he's good with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Very good with a good give and take. I think he's funny, and I see why that he. I I see how. And why he's been able to accomplish what he has done. Okay. Just a really talented guy. Uh, but it's not my kind of music. It's I mean, not. I like it. I like to like keep up with my, my nieces and nephews <laughs> yeah. and my family. I, I mean, for me, I would. I went to Chris Stapleton last week okay. at Jones Beach. Awesome. That, that was a great way to end the summer. Yeah. Uh, really great show. And a about, great venue. Great. Uh, yeah, pretty good venue. Hard to get in, hard to get out. I oh, mean, you're, that's true. You you're really right. need a plan. Yeah. Um, think about Stapleton and Styles. Yeah. They both... Because I go to get in the set lists and I want to I want to learn more about their music. So okay. I know what are you playing? Yeah. What do I need to listen to prior to? What do I need to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. They play the exact same set list every night, Janice. Oh well, I mean, I suppose they have to. No, you want to deviate, keep it a little spontaneous. But they were both great. Um, Stapleton, he sounds in. Per- have you seen him? I have not. He sounds exactly in person as he does on the record. Wow. I was almost, I almost thought he was lip syncing for a while. Yeah. Uh, lip syncing, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't. Yeah, really tremendous. Old school, I go Bob Dylan. Um, have you seen Bob Dylan? I have seen him many times. You have? Yes. Uh, I'm an old school Bruce Springsteen fan, too. Okay. Well, listen, Be- I have a problem with Bruce Springsteen uh-huh. because I've seen him a couple of times, and I just feel like the audience wants to hear the hits, bro. <laughs> You know, 
I mean, born in the USA. Yep, need to put that on your okay. set list. But right. I went when he had the the Tom Joad album, and uh-huh. he just played that stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, what about Dancing in the Dark yeah, I and get it. Hungry you know, Hearts, Hungry Hearts, Thunder Road, Thunder Road? He did. I mean, he maybe did a couple, but I was really angry. That Tom Joad album's pretty good. Well, I mean, for the lovers of depressing. us, uh, that Nebraska album. You want to get depressed? I Listen know. to Nebraska. You're right. Oh my God, it take you right down to the floor. Oh. I, I'm a big fan. Here's the reason why I like Dylan. Here's the reason why I like Springsteen. Okay. I believe that we are all musically inclined toward one thing or the other, and that is music or lyrics. Hmm. And are, you know, are you attracted to the music or are you attracted to the words? Interesting. And for me, it's always the words. Ah, so I've always been the drawn. Poet. I've always been drawn to the words, and I think there's a percentage breakdown for all of us. Hmm. I'm ninety ten lyrics to music. Really? But what's a I, song that you find yourself like humming to? Um, now? Yeah, just... Um... <laughs> the summer uh, wind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's behind, it's nearly behind us anyway, right? <laughs> it's true. Um... I don't, nothing comes to mind okay. at the moment. All right. Give me a pass on that. Yeah. Um... You know what, you know what Dana hates? Well, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> What does she hate? So I whistle all the time. And oh. I don't know. Are I'm, you a good whistler? I think I'm okay. Okay, get, I mean, can you, I mean, you're under no, pressure I now. No, I cannot, not, not right. right now. But I, I'll just find myself whistling a song. And I'm, I'm dying. It's the subconscious, Janice. I don't know that it's happening. And so I'll be sitting there on set and she'll go, she'll just give me one of those. She's going to know how I feel about that. And um, I'm like, got it. Sorry, I didn't know it. But, uh, uh, some of that. I love, um, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, uh-huh. sort of between the commercials or yes. during the commercials, yes. right? If we, would bro- and I, if we would broadcast that, we might not be employed. That would be a hit show, though. <laughs> We've started this thing here. I don't know if you talked to her. Maybe you already know this. It's called an NFT. You know what that is, right? It's the crypto a, a, a thing. Non-fungible token. That's right. <laughs> so what, you know, Dane and I, we always make fun of, like, how could you sell this NFT and make $50 million off of it? What is the value of whatever this image is, right? So we make our own images and we write down in, we write down on pieces of paper what we're talking about because yeah. we, we don't know who's listening. Okay. It's still COVID cable. You don't know who's out there. Right. Like control room's one thing, but how many other guests are out there listening to us talk? Mm-hmm. So we write, we do our little job our notes down and we rip that up and we make sure that it finds a good, healthy, deep trash can. Oh my gosh. How did you do during COVID? Um, In terms of working from home, uh-huh. your headspace, that kind of thing. Um, I stayed in the city for the most part. Okay. I tried my basement a couple times out on Long Island. Uh, hated it. You did? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't want to be in my basement doing anything unless I'm checking on the dehumidifier shooting pool. Um, <laughs> with a drink in your hand. Right, yeah, with a yeah. cocktail yeah. and some tunes. Yeah. And um, I, I, I made a decision to come in the building. Early on. Yeah. Yeah. Like not leave. Mm. Um, I think it helped me. Mm. Nobody around, you know, it was mostly my colleague and... Um, a couple people on staff, and of course, those that roster of people changed by the day. Um, New York was a uh, yeah, yeah, a mess. It was a mess. I don't know if it's any better now. I don't know uh, if it is. I mean, either. is your is your neighborhood better or worse? No, it's worse. Mine's going downhill too. It is. It really gets me now. And I picked a great part of the city to live. And um, it's a C minus at the moment. Yeah. Used to be an A. Now it's a C minus. How do you go on air? I mean, there obviously there are shows on Fox that you know 
what party that person belongs to. But you're one of the few that I would be like, hmm, I don't know what party he belongs well, I to. I appreciate that. Thank That's you. That's a good thing. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Um, how do I choose? I've always admired the people who are able to talk about anything for yeah. four minutes. Hmm. I can't do that. I don't know about that. I don't walk in the building every day with a hundred new ways how we can make government better. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I'm not built that way. I don't think that way. I think the ones who are, are the ones who are really good at analysis. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm much more comfortable sticking to the news. Yeah. And asking the questions. Yeah. That's, I prefer that. Yeah. Do you think about retirement? Mm, I don't know how I would fill my days. Uh, I've asked others who have, and they say it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, well, what do you do? You know, you sleep till 10. um, And other guys um, and gals um, have had a hard time with it. Yeah. So I think the advice is if you're going to take that route, you know... George Bush, 43. Uh, here, another, another fine lesson from Dana Marie Perino. <laughs> she said, you got to... There was some story where they were traveling somewhere and Bush asked someone about retirement. I guess he was coming up to the end of his second term. Mm-hmm. And wh- whoever this world leader was, I can't remember. They said, you ha- got to have three things you can do. Hmm. And, you know, Bush liked the bike ride. And he and he, he started painting, yeah. and that was two. I don't know what the third one is or was. Um, I think that's pretty solid advice. Yeah. And you love what you're doing. I feel like even if I wasn't doing this five days a week, I would have to be doing something mm-hmm. still in this. Yeah, but you're a mother and you're a wife, and you've got a big life out of here. I do, but I do feel like after the vacation, looking forward to coming back. You know, I know that about myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas my husband is looking very much forward to retirement in the next year. Uh He is. He wants that for himself. And he's earned that. Yeah. That will give him a chance to spend more time with the kids. Yeah. I think that that's really important. And, you know, once that time goes, you don't get it back. Yeah. What is your perfect day? Mm, Me? My perfect day? Yeah. Uh, anything? Anything. A perfect day. Are you sure? Yeah. Tell me. My, tell me. My perfect day would be on a Saturday morning. I got an 8.15 tea time <laughs> and I'm up at seven and... Um, and the weather's good. And the weather's good. And the skies are blue and the weather's warm and it only takes a little bit to warm up and your body feels good and you're out there in nature. A lot of people say, why do you golf? Um, do you golf? No. Can I tell you what the key is, Janice? <laughs> The key, it's, it's, it's not about the golf. Okay. It's about where you can go about, it's about where these amazing courses, I'm going to say this the right way. Okay. Can take you where you cannot get on your own. Hmm. Where can you walk to see a part of beauty that you can't from the road that's two miles away? Okay. And that sport does it. And plus you get to compete and you get to hang out with your buddies. And yeah. That's... What's the perfect golf course? Um, <laughs> that's a list of five. Okay. And I haven't played all of them yet. Um, I've thought, Janice, that, you know, for you to get away from your work life, right? Yeah. You hang out with your family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hang out with the kids. 
I like to go read. To, go to Dinner with Sean. like to yeah. read. I have found that golf, if you want to play well, you got to be focused on the operation at hand, and that's the swing. Ah, how are you going to get it done? Okay. The only other thing I can think of is I, I learned how to sail several years ago. And if, Janice, if you're on the boat sipping rosé, you're not going to find it. Well, you'll find it relaxing, yeah. but it won't take you away. Okay. If, however, you're the captain and your hand is on the tiller and you're paying attention to wind and depth of water and where the mast is or is not or where it should be, yeah. then you can take yourself mentally away from your current life. Huh. Got it? That's and that, deep. And when you, when you get off that boat after a good sail you will definitely be relaxed. I feel the same way after a round of golf. Oh, I like that. Are you optimistic? Are you an optimistic person? Always. Yeah? Yeah. Since you were probably I don't young. Know. Yeah, I guess that was born with that. Yeah. And the state of the country now, like mm. you, you know, you talk about 9-11, you talk about Afghanistan 20 years later. Um, it's, it's easy to sort of be pessimistic. Yeah. Um, was I supposed to fill in the blank with a word on that question, the state that a nation is? Is that what that was? Kind of. I would say it's confusing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wish. Uh, hey, well, 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 optimistic, but yeah. a little confusing, a little confounding about where we're going. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll find out together and hopefully it'll be at a good place. Yeah. Catholic. Yes. So you have that faith part in you. Yes. When I had Dana Perino in yeah. uh, to talk, she mentioned that about her faith that a lot of the Bible is, don't worry, I've got it covered. Uh huh. Do you yeah. think about that? There is, there is, I don't, I, I'm a Catholic, so I don't know the Bible verses as well. I don't either, and I'm Catholic as well. Uh, well I mean, we can't cite verse. No, nope, I can't. But I think there is one that I've, tried to live by and it's Luke 12:22 and it says something like do not worry about the food you need the food you eat or something but the key line is do not worry yeah and so I think Dana Marie Perino was spot on on that I think about that a lot mm -hmm. yeah Bill Hemmer it's such a pleasure you too Janice you were very gracious to me more so than I deserve no I thank you listen I really truly mean it there have been many times where I've been on the air with you or you know, I see you in the hallway at 618 in the morning <laughs> and uh, you're just you are a breath of fresh air and you bring sunshine. Thank you. And uh, I'm grateful to know you. Mm, likewise. Bill Hemmer. Right on. You made the Dean's List. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Thank you, Janice. I love you. Great to be with you. Thanks to Bill Hemmer. Don't you just love him and feel like you know him a bit better? He's a wonderful and smart easygoing human being and we just adore him thanks bill hemmer for being on the janice dean podcast if you have someone you think should make the dean's list let me know at janice dean on twitter or janice dean fnc on instagram or you can rate this podcast please subscribe rate and review to this podcast on spotify apple podcasts or at foxnewspodcast.com and don't forget to spread the sunshine
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. 